Welcome to the Burger Voice Fantasy Hockey Podcast, coming to you live from the ANW Studios. Make sure to catch us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you can find a podcast. And you guys know the drill. That's 15% off at Park Pro. I don't, know, don't remember if it was 10 or 15, but you can save a bunch of cash when you go to Park Pro, shop.parkpro.com, and you enter the code BURGERBOYS. That's all caps, BURGERBOYS at checkout. That's I'm talking to you, Connor and Garrett, because you guys are the only ones that play disc golf. Everyone else, start playing disc golf. Yeah, originally that was a, a 10%, but this week only it's a 15%. Yeah, this week only. <laughs> so uh, get on Limited now. time offer. All right. Use the code 12. Burger Boys. Oh, what's that? I said use the code <laughs> Burger Boys. Okay, episode 12. Let's go. I got my boys. I got my burgers. That's all I got. I need to hear a band. Bye. Bye. Back with episode 12 of the Burger Boys Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Braden. I'm sitting here live with my co-host slash brother, um, live in the studio. How, how's it going there, Andre? Yeah, it's pretty good. The AW studio is looking pretty good over here. How's your AW studio looking over there, Jaeger? Yeah, the AW studios, the remote AW studios is looking pretty good over here. We're back for another episode. Uh we got a lot to talk about. Trade deadline is rapidly approaching, and it's time to make some moves, time to make some shit happen. Oh, I'm stoked, man. Usually every year, uh, trade deadline in, in the in hockey is usually comes down to the wire, right? I think it's it ends at 12 o'clock Pacific. I think something like so that. So you got a long time. You, it's not like at 12 o'clock noon. You got all day, all evening. To make start making trades, start bettering yourself for the next uh, year. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I want to see some big trades going I on. Last year was at like four o'clock. It was, I thought no, we did it at like no, four no. or something. No. Fantasy, uh, fantasy football is usually a little bit earlier, I think, isn't no, it? Fantasy football it's is like after, 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 after the, the last game, game. so it's, it's early. No, it's it's midnight when waivers go through in fantasy football. It'll probably be midnight for us too. I mean, I, I think they don't let you process trades once guys are playing in games which might complicate things but we'll make it work somehow it'll be a uh, midnight of the uh march 9th i'm not staying up until midnight on wednesday yeah maybe i will who knows who knows maybe i remember a couple years ago or maybe was, even last year i was like making trades right up to the to the wire there yeah i stayed up late <clears throat> all right okay so um before we get into all that all that who bought i'm obviously i'm gonna start with the hot and cold weekly special inspired by aw's hot burgers and cold root beers all right okay so the hot teams for uh that are just rolling right now tampa bay lightning are sitting uh at an eight two and oh in their last 10 bruins seven two and one canadians seven three and oh wow hey they, they were five and five last time we chatted but uh, now they're back to seven three and oh we got uh, there it is. Yeah, we got <laughs> uh, we got Rangers seven two and one. They won three in a row. Uh, that's the Eastern Conference. On uh, the Western Conference, we got the Stars seven two and one. Calgary eight one and one, still continuing it on. Uh, the Kings at seven three and zero, oh. and Bruce, there it is. The Canucks seven three and zero. Oh. Um, so that's that's your hot hot teams of the week. What do you guys figure there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Good to see Montreal uh, kind of recovering there for a bit. They need some good uh, good PR going their way. So to get some wins, get some uh, positive vibes going, I think 
yeah. Marty St. Louis. Marty St. Louis is doing a bang up job there. And like, you know, they're kind of playing, you know, more carefree hockey. It's a lot of young guys in the lineup, like Cole Caulfield's going off. Nick Suzuki's going off. Like the young guys are getting more run this year, which is good. Cause I mean, the year's lost for them. Like let the young guys go, let the young guys have some fun out there and uh, see, see what kind of potential these guys got. Cause I mean, you know, the two that I mentioned, those are two big building blocks for the Habs long-term, you know, good to see them playing well under uh, St. Louis, St. Louis. Yeah. And I think uh, like St. Louis has always been like, I mean, when he was playing, he was, a, he was a beauty. He was just like, he, Firecracker. Tell, he was just a smart guy. He knew, he knew his hockey. He had a really high, high hockey IQ. So, I mean, to see him doing this, this, uh, this well with the, the Canadians now is pretty nice to see. So, um, and then of course, <laughs> those sucker Leafs fans. Oh man. Oh, you guys. Again? Oh. Usually, usually Canucks win in Vancouver and then Toronto wins in Toronto when they play their season series, but. Man, Toronto, they got issues. I, I, I yeah, they, they, their goaltending is just shot now. Yeah, I, I remember because uh, Darce traded Jack Campbell earlier this year, and we or you guys kind of gave him the gears about it. Seems like he sold high, so uh, yeah, yeah. sold high at the right time. Jack Campbell's stock is rapidly dropping. And if I'm recalling, like obviously, Kale McCarr is Kale McCarr, but Avalanche. Uh, at the start of the season, not I'm, that might have not been in the same timeline, but Kale McCarr was actually, or the Avalanche, not Kale McCarr, but Avalanche were struggling a little bit to start. They weren't totally the top team yet, but then they, what, didn't they go like, they won like 20-something games at home in a row, probably since that trade. Yeah, and he definitely, like, McCarr missed a few games at the at, towards the beginning of the season, too. So, so yeah. No, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, to see, and that's transitioning into the uh, the cold root beer uh, section of the uh, hot and cold. Um, my first uh, little note here is the Maple Leafs. They're five, four, and one. They lost two in a row. I would normally, I would say that's a middle of the pack record, but I wouldn't normally put them in. But I, I got it start here. Goaltender issues. We've obviously already covered that. Um, but yeah, they're they're in the cold right now. Yeah, it's. I think they'll be fine. I think. You know, the NHL deadline is coming up here. I think they shore up their issues. They've certainly shown a willingness to to make those big additions at the deadline, whether or not they work out. I think the, I, I think the Leafs will be fine. Like, they're still obviously a playoff team. It's a question to see what they do at the deadline, see, see what moves they can make here for uh, hopefully a playoff run finally for them. Not hopefully for me. I don't hope Leafs make a playoff run, but. I'm sure they are, they're hoping, and uh, sure, I think Martyrs Millions is hoping they make a playoff run too. But I think that, I think we're all hoping they make a playoff run, but still ultimately fail. You, you gotta think, man. Like they're not gonna make a playoff run. They're they're versing Tampa or Florida in the first round. Yeah, they'll probably get pumped by either one of those teams. So te- those teams are both just insane. Yeah. So okay, continuing on, Red Wings four six and no Sabers suck. I didn't even put their record. Ottawa four losses in a row. They're sitting at three six and one. Flyers still there two six and two. Blues. So Blues are actually on the hot uh, last podcast. I mentioned they went. They won I think four games in a row. But since the last podcast dropped, they have lost three in a row. Um, so that's 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 pretty big actually. Uh, another one here, Minnesota, who is one of the top teams in the league at the start of the season. They are dropped down to a two eight and zero record. And they've lost two in a row, and they're sitting here 
they thought they had two good goaltenders uh, in a tandem, but now they're sitting here with goaltender problems as well. What do you guys think about that? I'm, I'm a Talbot owner, so it kind of sucks, but. Yeah, I think there's going to be a pretty healthy market for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline based on all the teams we're talking about with goalie issues. I know there's a couple that we didn't mention that also have goaltender issues. Uh, I, I think Minnesota is still a very good team. I think they can get out of it. And it's just a question of if and or not if, but when. Yeah, I think the big uh, the big winner out of all this is definitely Mark Andre Fleury because it's like he kind of has his choice of Stanley Cup contenders to compete with. So I think for him that's uh, that's kind of a, a nice spot to be in. Um, yeah, it's a little concerning for for those teams. It'd be uh, definitely be interesting, especially like I don't know. Even if you trade for a goalie, um, you know he's got to get used to the locker room and he's got to yeah. I don't know. It's hard to see. It's hard to foresee all the things that could happen with, with a trade like that. So, yeah, for sure. Okay, so moving along, I have Preds listed here for six and zero, but they did win eight nothing versus the Sharks. Um, so maybe that's more of a medium in the pack. Medium pack. I got another medium in the pack guy that has was cold until the last two games. That was Golden Knights for they're four five and one now, but uh, before they just, uh, two, two. yeah, they just won today. So I yeah, they just beat Ottawa right now. Yeah. So I, I included them still because they were starting to start, like, fall out of that Pacific. Because uh, everyone guessed that it would be well, – what did they guess at the start? It was, like, uh, Vegas, number one, Edmonton, number two, and then the rest was up for grabs. Pacific sucks. But it's starting to look like Pacific's a little bit more competitive. Um, but it's, I don't know if it's more competitive. It's just – Vegas is kind of stinking as well, which is making it closer because it all the teams stink in the Pacific. Like, let's be honest here, except for Calgary. Calgary's picked it up. They're like, they're red hot right now, red hot flames, whatever. But like, yeah, it's, I think it's a bit of a dumpster fire in the Pacific. But, uh, yeah, Vegas has Leonard back now. Now they were missing Leonard for like the past yeah. couple of weeks. I know because I've had him on my IR spot. He just got back in. He played. He actually played really well against Ottawa. He had like thirty-eight saves. Yeah, but that was yeah. against Ottawa. Yeah. Or thirty-nine saves, but still thirty-nine saves is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, that's actually kind of discerning for their defense, though. Golden Knights to give up thirty-nine shots. I was more. I was more talking about Leonard because when he was out, yeah, everybody was talking about Bersois being this hot ad, but Bersois kind of stunk. Yeah. So you know. Leonard, I know he's had his issues this year. I mean, I've seen him firsthand as as the guy who has has Leonard on his team. But I mean, if he can if he can get into his form, I mean, I think uh, I think Vegas is right back into because Jack Eichel is still kind of feeling his way onto the team as well. And I think Pacioretty's is close to coming back as well for Vegas. I think. I mean, obviously they're they're in the Pacific, so I think they'll have no problem making the playoffs. But I think they'll be back and healthy and back and rolling. I think Stone's still out, though. I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure he's out. I think he's out. Yeah, I he's, think he's, he'll probably be out. Uh, the they're talking. No, they're talking about uh, making trades here this deadline because they, if Stone's healthy, they're not going to pull a Kucherov because they are starting to struggle. So uh, there was chatter about them, like you're not going to take your best one of your best players on the IR who's healthy. Uh, if you're not in a solid playoff spot. So that's the chatter that I, I was reading on Twitter. 
about about uh, the Stone situation was because it's not a cemented playoff spot. They might make trades to open up room. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead, Jaeger. I say we'll see. We'll see what happens for Vegas. It's a. Uh, I think it's wide open in the Pacific for Portland, but still, even with Calgary being pretty good. But I think if I think if Vegas is at full force, they're a pretty tough team to stop. Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, so the, another team I got here is Ducks, 3-6-1. and one. They did win in overtime today, but uh, they've been sliding down that Pacific, like 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 jumping off a cliff almost uh, this last couple of weeks. Uh, but they did win today, so um, they're probably actually 4-6-1. and one. But uh, they, they've been sliding. Um, and then I also have the Sharks and Kraken, and I just listed them as poop because they suck. Yeah, that's a fairly accurate assessment. Um, the thing about the Sharks is that they're, like, they're still in the playoff picture. They're actually quite – I think they're quite a bit actually behind Canucks now. They're behind the Canucks, like, by a couple points. No, like eight. Eight points. I think so? Yeah, and this – and it. Oh, I, I thought it, I thought it was more. No, no, they've been they've been sliding hard, and they just lost. Oh yeah, no, they're not very good. today. Like, yeah, they're they're seven points behind the Canucks. This is as a, a sports center right now. Uh, yeah, eight points behind. Eight back. points behind uh, Anaheim. Nine <laughs> behind Edmonton there, and uh, well, that be thirteen behind Vegas. The Sharks did better than we all thought they would. So I mean, it's good. Yeah, for- they're kind of right where I kind. Of, Seventh in the Pacific, that's kind of right where you'd expect them. Yep. Position-wise, okay. I thought they'd be at the bottom of the league. Right the start, yeah. yeah. But then they came up with that hot start, right? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, transitioning to the hot uh, players of the week. So, the top five scorers of the week were actually all goalies. Uh, Sorokin, Swayman, uh, Banachek, Demko, Merzlikens topped out the top five. Uh, so, then those are just goalies. So, I'm going to transition. Was, was Sorokin number one? Yeah, Sorokin's number one. Oh, shout out to my boy. Yeah. And then obviously Andres Demko was number – all very – actually Sorokin uh, all, topped Swayman by eight points. So Sorokin had a really good week. Um, He's stud. Absolute stud. But, yeah, no. Um, okay, so transitioning to the players now, uh, we got Lindholm led the way with 54.75. Suzuki tied him with 54.75. Uh, Eric Halla, 54.25. Boone Jenner, 53.25. And Kostanak, 53 um, points. And then that was the top five uh, scorers, like uh, skaters of the week. Um, the other five, like the next five, were Bergeron, McDavid, Dubois, Wilson, and uh, Smith. Craig Smith or Riley Smith? I think it was Riley Smith. I just wrote Smith on my notes. <laughs> just the most generic name in the league. <laughs> I should have, I should have, uh, I should have elaborated on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything you guys got to say? All I have to say, actually, for myself, is I picked up Eric Halla. He's been wicked. Um, I have Pasenak. So those two obviously gave me a, a good week there. Um, Andre yeah. Bergeron. So Boston did a, uh, put up some points this week. I was going to say, uh, I benched Nick Suzuki on Thursday, and he put up, like, two goals and an assist, and I think 26 fantasy points. Yeah. And I had him on my bench. <laughs> fucking solid move, Yeggs, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he's he's turned it on. He's 
I've like I've toyed with the idea of trading him before. I think I've even shopped him earlier in the year. But like when he's at his best, I mean he's he's playing lights out right now. Like he's obviously a really good player. It's just kind of a tough situation for him in Montreal. But I mean the situation's turning around now. Montreal looks good. Nick Suzuki's you know their number one center. It's a guy solid. Yeah. Should have traded for him when you had the chance. Uh, yeah, not not really much about the players that you mentioned. Um, I just had one player that I was thinking about today. Uh, he's kind of, kind of not. I wouldn't say he's going off, but he's one of those guys that he's been hot and cold over the last few years, and that's Jeff Skinner. Because I remember, like, I don't know if it was three years ago, scored forty was insane, just scoring goals left, right, and center. I had him on my team. I think it was last year, and absolutely dog shit. Like he was terrible. Uh, he was one of those waiver or wire on on and off everyone's roster kind of guys, and then this year he seems to be he seems to be picking up in this latter latter half of this year. And it's I mean it's just, honestly it's kind of a testament to Jackson's team overall because he's like he like we'll get into it a little bit later. Like he's still putting up. We say this every week. Dirty Dancers puts up points. He still puts up points. He traded a bunch of players away, but he's got these weird valuable players, and it's like. I don't know. It's like one of those, he's one of those teams where it's like, if you think he'd be, he could probably, if he didn't get, if he didn't start trading away his players, he'd probably be in the Patty boy conversation. I don't know if he's, he'd be quite, quite up there, but um, it's just one of those interesting things to think about. But um, obviously he set himself up really well for next year. Yeah. I remember Jeff Skinner, cause I had him the year he scored 40 and I had got him pretty late in the draft. So I'm like, Oh, should I? I had that conversation. Should I keep Jeff Skinner? But then I kind of like they just they gave him a boatload of money. He's gonna stink now. So I didn't keep him that after that. Like thank God because I ended up being right on that. It's just you gotta look at the timing of when guys have big years, like guys off the big contract years. I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of watch that once they get their money. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, moving along to my. The Braden's what the fuck players of the week. These are the players that are still available. Um, not as much no names as last week, but uh, I still have the top five here leading the way. These players are still available. They might have been on people's teams this week, but have been dropped again. Um, leading the pack is Connor Sheary from Washington, led the way with 44 and a half points. So that's a good point total uh, left there in the free agents. Then there's Colin Blackwell from Seattle, 35.75. Uh, Travis Hamonic uh, from Vancouver, 34 points. Uh, tied with Tanner Pearson from Vancouver, also with four, 34 points. So a couple of Vancouver guys uh, um, still available there uh, while they're kind of hot, uh, racking up the points. Um, and then the last guy is an interesting name. I haven't heard this name for a long time. I didn't even know he still played in that league. But uh, Michael Raffle from uh, – you might know that name from his Philadelphia days when I think when they did that uh, – he was a rookie when they did that cup run in 2008, I think. Maybe maybe not. But uh, he was he was a rookie back then that looked promising, but he, he topped off uh, the top five what-the-fuck players of the week uh, with 34 points there. Um, Who's he playing for? Dallas. Hmm. Yeah, so I had no idea he was still in the league. And he, yeah, I had no idea he was either. I just remember he was one of those guys in, like, I don't know which 
NHL it was, but he was one of those guys you always traded for because he always ended up being like half decent in the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And yeah. then uh, the other one, uh, the other name I had was, uh, oh yeah, Pearson. He's one of those guys that's been off and on everyone's roster. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's not, he's not going unnoticed. He's just one of those guys that's like, you know, he's there. He has some games. He's one of those guys that if, if, if he's available and you have the spot and you just want a spot start, he's one of those guys you 100% well, put in. And that's the crazy thing is Vancouver the last couple weeks has only been playing two games a week. So to have those two guys only play two games a week with 34 points, they must have had, they had killer, killer games. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And Harmonic with him, he, his season rank's probably super oh, bad. So bad. Because he wasn't playing basically for uh, until a couple – like a month ago right so um that's a guy to watch for if you need a defenseman and he seems to be getting his legs under him and he's starting to look like uh, the harmonic of uh, the islanders days um that's all i got for the hot and cold uh nw uh hot burger cold root beer uh segment of the week um yeah should we bring it down to the matchups now or what yeah, we have we... this podcast with a special message from our friends at Coors. We're drinking. Hashtag, hashtag no free ads. Hashtag, hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, you want to take this uh, first matchup? I dusted Larry Love by like a million points, but I mean, I guess he's he's not really focused on this year at Whatever. It's good to see. Good to see a, a nice number of points on my board. That's kind of it. Yeah. All right. Moving on no, to the next matchup. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I did want to say one thing. Uh, Larry Love. Okay. Every week it's just getting worse because we, yeah, the right, one totally. week we were like, oh, this must be the all time low points. And then the next week he even topped. And I think this week he even fucking topped it. This yeah. Is, I think he was 160 the week before. And now he's yeah, 148. Absolutely worse. Than yeah. I. And just so everyone knows, we are recording this podcast. It is currently nine o'clock Pacific, so I don't think all the the games are completely done, but it's pretty much wrapped up. I think they're all done. Yeah, they, I think they usually end. Well, look at Marner's millions. Yeah, that's a refresh though. It says that that uh, overtime game is still going, but oh, it that, I don't have one that. I'll refresh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, now oh, it's still still happening. I think. It is now 8.52, and the games are all done, so these scores are official. Yeah. Actually, you just got five more points there, Jaeger. I think they didn't add a Lenners win until then. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is if you have goalies, they always add those afterwards. And then also, I didn't it, t- it takes a bit. Yeah, I noticed the other day it was like it was towards the end of the game. I think all the matchups are done or something, and my projections were still higher for some reason. Yeah, like mine right now. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, moving along to the next matchup, it's uh, my matchup versus Dirty Dancers. I put up a whopping 545.75 to Dirty Dancers, 446.75. The only thing I really got to say about this was if I I was nonchalantly playing this week thinking it was going to be easy W, it would have been like I was if I didn't add and drop and stuff. I did. I did. I played it as a normal matchup. So um, 
if I wasn't like, like I was dusting dirty dances, but then he randomly, like he, uh, yesterday, Nick Schmaltz had like a seven point game for him. Um, and that sparked it up. So like that could just randomly happen. A guy can just randomly have a seven point game for you and, or like a big shutout from a goaltender. So I just want to like, know if you think you're ahead and you think it's an easy dub, um, I think that probably happened to Jaeger when he faced gets off my lawn. I can't remember what happened. I was going to talk about Nick Schmaltz as I remember seeing that because I had uh, Clayton Keller, who I think is on the same line as uh, Schmaltz. And like, seeing Schmaltz has had seven points. And like, who the fuck, who even has Nick Schmaltz, if anybody? I didn't even think he was on anybody's roster. It turns out he was on Dirty Dancer's roster, making things a little closer there. I bet he was train throwing or something like that. Yeah. That's the thing. Maybe. So Dirty Dancers, we just we're I think we just touched on it, but he uh he's got uh he does have a good team that he is racking up points, but I think at the start of the year he just was uh the he got, his he got, was 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 matchups and 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 he kept on getting narrowly beaten, I think. If if yeah, I'm looking back at it right now, but I think that's kind of what was his fate, and then he fell out of the playoff picture, but you can see now he's he's still putting up points. Yeah. But I did I did have the most points this oh no I didn't. I just got beat out. Yeah. Rototiller, that Rototiller. cocksucker. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next matchup. We got Aho. Let's go. He beats Connor's cool team. We all saw the win coming. We did not, however, see how it came because honestly. If Connor's cool team played all his players, he would have had a very good chance at being a oh, let's go. I believe Connor's cool team was actually winning at one yeah, point. Yeah, he this was week, for three days. Crazy. He was winning early on. Yeah, it's nuts. And and I know, and I, like when I saw that, I checked his roster. I'm like, oh, maybe he played his players. He did not. That has three hundred forty-seven point two five points without changing his roster, which is like pretty admirable. But uh, yeah, I mean, like that's what you're gonna you're going to lose those. Um, another guy that 100% would be in the Patty Boys if if he had been playing all year. Um, I think Connor would be, like, fighting with, like, us yeah. if he, like, was, was like, fully active. He yeah. would be, like, up there with us. He would be pushing for, like, a top four spot. His team is nuts, but, like, yeah. Connor, it's, it's either – we have to talk to him, I think, next time we talk to him, but, like, either – you know, start playing or like get the fuck out. Yeah, we gotta lie. That's the thing I, I was telling uh, actually Robin because he's like, oh man, get in contact with uh, with him and trade me Marner. And I was just like, man, honestly, uh, I like to leave that team alone because I think we're gonna have a new owner there. Uh, we have to talk about what we're gonna do with this team if we're gonna. Hundred percent, someone takes over it. Takes he over. Can't, he can't redraft with that. You just let him take over the team. You yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out when uh like next like in the off season I think we'll figure out we we'll just leave it for now. But um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll definitely figure that out. Another thing I like to just touch on this. Aho, let's go. Put up a bit of a pedestrian number there. Uh, I think he got beat by more than half the league. If I'm looking at it correctly. 100%. Yeah, he would have been beaten by more than half the league. I think he's on coast mode. I think he's on autopilot till the playoffs come. And, I mean, don't blame him. I mean, he's already clinched. Yeah. So, okay. 
man, I, if I was him, he's not too worried. I don't think about. Uh, I think if I think if the matchup comes, I think he has an easy string of matchups coming. But like when the matchup comes, Aho is ready to go. But I think he's just kind of coasting. He's probably fucking with us too. Like, yeah, you know, he's not. He didn't add or drop anybody all week. I don't think, or maybe he did like oh, he one. Did. Or two. He didn't. He was. He was moving. Like, I think, yeah, maybe like a couple times. So, like, he's definitely just yeah. messing with us. Definitely so, did. we'll go on here and be like, oh, we could have beat him this week. But, like, when he comes to play us, it's just going to be like a million points. Yeah. He's, 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 he's playing some advanced uh, mental warfare with us right now. Yeah. Sounds like you might have some weak mental warfare, anti warfare uh, tactics there, Jaeger, because it's not affecting me at all. <laughs> it's not affecting me. I, I just know that it's happening. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of autopilot, we go into this next matchup. That is myself, Bose, and O's that have uh, 535 to money's 235.5. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about this. This is kind of a casual matchup for me. I was, you know, I added a few players. I dropped a couple of players, but, like, there was definitely times where I was like, eh, it's not really worth my time to, to pick up players, but I mean, it in a it, way, it is so. I was it is say. because coming down to total points scored, like that stuff will might matter in the end. Hundred percent. Like and keep and, keep the points going. And that's what I was just going to touch on a little bit. Is that like really? I think if I had there's a couple of moves where I didn't make moves because I was like, well, I don't really need to. And if I had made those point those moves, I'd probably have another like thirty to forty points. So. Um, I I maxed out my moves against Larry Love and I beat him on like almost <laughs> 400 points. Like used all eight moves. Yeah. One of them was for Barkley Goodrow today where like I picked him up and then realized I had my forward slots already filled up. <laughs> so I just dropped them right after. Yeah. If that happened in like a consequential matchup, I would have been like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like I, yeah, it didn't really matter this week, but like, yeah. Right still, still, still got to keep playing no matter what. I mean, yeah, it's so much more fun when you're actually playing. And uh, roll on to the next matchup. Another kind of stinker here. West Coast Express beats uh, Sam's Extraordinary Team 494 to 325. Gator needed a win. I know hey, we talked about bitch. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> I, we'll see how the standings shake out tomorrow, but I. Uh, I don't know if it really improves his chances that much, but I mean, he needed the win. Like, at least you got to win. Like, yeah, you got to you got to keep winning. We'll see what Gator does at the deadline. I, but uh, we'll, see. yeah, I, I don't have too much for this. I mean, I don't have too yeah. much for this. No, we don't have to get into this too much. Obviously, this is the one matchup that might affect playoffs. Maybe if if a Cinderella kind of story like uh, approach, but uh, right now we're not going to touch too much about it. Uh, talking about uh, not touching much of uh, is this next matchup. Uh, Gets left my lawn, 402.75, which is pretty good. For Very Gets respectful. Left. Yeah. This is actually he might, he, he might have put his lineup in. Yeah. I think he must have because, like, this is one I kind of have my eye on because I was like, man, he's got a chance at, at taking Sedin and Limbo down, but Sedin and Limbo, Limbo takes the win. So, yeah, 402.75 to 427.5. So, it wasn't a – it wasn't a like a uh, big win by any means. And, and I know I, in the last podcast, I had Sadie and limbo going one and four, and this was the game he was going one in. So, um, 
<laughs> my, prediction, my, my prediction is uh is holding true uh right yeah, now. That, was, that was close to uh losing a reputation on the yeah. line right there oh what was oh okay well, it was andre it was andre reputation andre, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll t- we touched on that when we're, we're done this matchup so, no i think i think it's no it's it's the next matchup here that uh andre had it on yeah i did yeah so we might as well might as well jump into it then uh rotor taylor and mack and Mac Leonard continuing to slide, Rotor Chiller continuing to surge, and uh, Rotor Chiller wins 549, the highest score on the week. I think we got to shout that out more. We, we did. I think we, I think we miss it sometimes. That we can probably skip well, it because it's Rotor Chiller. But I actually yeah, we'll had skip. it all week by a long shot, and then uh, he just took over at the last little bit there. But, yeah, he was uh, going for it, and uh, Mac Leonard with 418. Didn't didn't get a free burger out of it. He was pretty close to that, but uh, yeah, uh, Darius Darius is Darius is picking up a lot of steam. Like he's talking a lot of shit too. He's he's winning a lot of games. He's talking a lot of shit. He's feeling himself, and uh, and with that win, I think I think he's a guy to watch on the trade deadline yeah. in a couple days. Yeah. I know he's he's leaving for the road tomorrow, so he might not be as uh, on his phone at, or on his iPad as much, but I think. He's still somebody to watch. He's yeah. as as much as it pains me to say, because the guy is a complete fucking pigeon. He's he's getting hot right now. He's he's gonna be a problem. Oh yeah. And with that win, uh, he still follows you guys and still remains you guys as a batting voice. <laughs> yeah. Every time Roller Teller wins, when you guys win, he still are a patty voice. Yeah, it's Even gonna be tough to, it's, it's gonna be tough to shake him off now. No, yeah, for sure. He might shake the rest of the Patty Boys off. So I that's don't know the other. He will, though, because everyone else is kind of keeping stride. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, Sedino Limbo and him have been tied for a long time, and I guess he gained one because Marner's lost one a couple weeks ago. But anyways, um, I guess we could just move into this matchup, which is the one that I got right, and I believe you both predicted Robin to win this one. I um, think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got we got uh, pickled peppers winning four eighty eight point seven to uh, Marner's millions four forty eight point seven. Which I mean, who knows stat corrections and stuff. We got some weird projection shit going on in this yeah, one. There's but, no way that. But is. but there's no way. Like Pepper definitely took this one, and um, this is the probably the only actually significant matchup of the week because pickles pickled peppers overtakes Marner's millions in the standings. And now Marner's millions will be sitting in that eighth spot. That's really um, the only change. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think that is the only change. Yeah, because everybody else ahead of those two won. Yeah. So right and, now, like, yeah, I guess transitioning a little bit uh, on into that, uh, we can talk about Sands again that matchup. But basically, Lantern is now fighting uh, Marner's millions for the, that last uh, playoff spot. And I think uh, Mac will be two games out now. Or no, he'll be one game out. He'll still be one game out of Marner's for eighth. Yeah. Um, I had it fucked up. And obviously, West Coast Express goes to nine and ten. So he so actually is one game from McElhinney. Yeah, but remember, we talked about yeah. this, boys. We talked about this. Yeah. He's got a tough schedule. He had this one easy matchup, but then he's got right, right, matchup. He's got a tough skitty. Mac, I was talking to Marner's Millions, though, today, and he was saying he's got a tough matchup, too. Uh, tough schedule coming up, and it does. And, um, so one thing I got another side little thing here is 
uh, I've been kind of mentioning the last three podcasts because we were in that little postponement uh, section of the schedule. And um, there was Marner's Millions was the big uh, benefactor from that little postponement. It seemed like he was on a hot streak for those three weeks. He was scoring a lot of points. Um, so now that we're back to the regular schedule, regular teams playing at regular, regular time, like regular amount of times during the week, I think maybe these, that's another thing to like, look at, uh, you guys kind of feel me there where it's your, uh, yeah. It's definitely a factor. Um, I think just in general, like though, this is one of the things that I find it, I, we touched on this in like one of the first podcasts I came on is your your points for i mean if you look at marner's millions and this is why like he's kind of been a, a darling of the podcast because he's always putting up points and even now he's he's supposed to be ahead of sitting in limbo if you just factor it on points alone um so obviously he's had some tough matchups and i guess it all just kind of comes down to the matchups that come out come to close out the year yeah yeah it's it'll be interesting but that I think we're still looking at our top eight here are still all going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like if Mac, Mac gets his head out of his ass, I mean, I think he can make things interesting. It's just a question of if he does. And uh, West Coast Express isn't out of it yet. I think we have four weeks left. He's two games behind. I mean, if he can pull out, if he can pull some shit off. Yeah, if he can pull we off looked at the schedule. He's got a top skeddy. But if he can pull some shit off, he's – you know, mathematically not out of it yet. Where like that's he's the last guy who isn't mathematically out of it yet. I think. I mean, yeah, Dirty Dancers, Larry Love, they're all mathematically eliminated now. They're five games back of uh of Marners right now, or maybe there's yeah, they know they're five games back of Marners still. They're probably technically not mathematically, but no, they are because they're five. They're five wins back of Marners, and there's four weeks left. Oh, okay, yeah, they're yeah. mathematically out. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's the matchups uh, week. Uh, that's a week, uh, whatever that was, 20, 19? Week matchup? That, that was week 19. Yeah, right on. Okay. Uh, transitioning into the uh, next segment. Are we going to run over time soon? I need to just feel you. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Just, just the, the tips? tips. So for this week's tip of the week, we're talking uh, – it's kind of more of a trade deadline situation. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of like a just general trade deadline tips. And I think the very first the, – the most important part of this trade deadline or any trade deadline is just to communicate. Um, you know, there's a chat. You can access anyone's account. So if there's a player that you want, talk to them. If you're shopping a player – Put it in the chat because you're going to have a lot of people that are after it. Like there's a lot of people that aren't in the playoffs right now that should be selling their tweets. <coughs> Gator. <coughs> and I think that um, guys like that and, you know, guys like, you know, Sam's extraordinary team, you know, gets up Milan. Um, all these guys, they have so many good players. They could set themselves up really well for next year. If they just fucking tell people, that they're willing to trade these players because and just go online like shit i don't know it's hard it's hard this the podcast is a hard thing because you know we can talk about it all we want on this 
And we know that everyone who listens to this is 100% going to take our advice. But the problem is, I think the guys that need to hear it might not listen to the podcast. Which sucks. So, yeah, tip of the week, listen to the podcast. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, like a little like a little tip again here is go over your roster. Go over your roster. Figure out if, if – the guys on your roster are worth keeping. If you got guys that are like no name, like I was looking at this morning, I was looking at a couple guys rosters that are bubble teams uh, or, or in the playoffs, actually some of them. Um, and they got guys on their rosters. I'm like, dude, like you can make a quick trade. You can make like a quick, like a pick trade where like, you're not even giving up that much. Like you can like do like a 12th and, and uh, actually one of your shitty players that's like you, you, it's droppable players for like one of their good players, like one of like the outside of the playoff teams, good players for uh, and an 18th and just do a quick swap like that. That will like if you're out of the playoffs, you may as well. What's the reasoning for you to keep that player? Like there's lots of moves you can make. I'm just looking at guys that are in the playoffs. Uh, you can make those quick trades uh, that will probably benefit you quite a bit down the stretch and in the playoffs. Um, guys can get hot at any time. And those guys – and the like, I'm just – just an example. I was looking at Pickle Pepper's roster this morning, and he's got a couple players on there that I was like, whoa, why is this guy still on your roster? Like, you can make a quick swap with a non-playoff team for a low pick and that playoff team, a non-playoff team will probably accept like dirty dancers, go to his roster and, and do a quick swap because dirty dancers will respond and will probably accept the trade. Yeah. I mean, if you got dirty dancers, West coast express, depending on, on, on how he feels about his team. Um, you know, there's, there's Mac Leonard, even now he, he might be willing to trade, um, but maybe not those guys quite as much yet, but, there's definitely some lower key guys uh, in the league that are definitely willing to trade. Like even Larry Love, like yeah. Larry Love's got some quality players. I'm not going to say they're like uh, outrageously good. Like he's not going to be getting a first for really any of his players, but I mean, you could always trade one of those lower round picks and he's one of those guys that's willing to, you know, those guys are willing to, they just want to move up in the draft wherever they can. So you know, if you can take advantage of those like middle middle tier guys, that's that's a, a good good idea. Yeah. And a, another point on that as well is look at the top guys in the league as well. Like, like I know we've talked about this on the show before, how we've always been on in like roster jams where we can't really drop anybody, and we're we're sitting there looking what to do. So like, take a look at uh, you know, my roster, Braden's roster, Aho or Andre or whoever. See if you can take advantage of somebody in roster squeeze that way as well. We're like, like we'll get to it when we talk about the trades of last week where that's like, you can't really drop the guy cause you know, he's going to get picked up on waivers immediately. But like at the same time, you're running out of, you're running out of roster room. So, you know, hit those guys up as well. See if you can make something happen that way. Cause I mean, you know, good players on good teams. I mean, if you can pick up a guy like that, also a good thing to make good way to make things happen yeah for sure yeah for sure um anyways um yeah i think uh let's uh let's take her 
take this uh, trade talk into the next uh, next level here, and let's talk about Third some boys fancy hockey league trade block. All right, yeah, take it to the next level, Andre. <laughs> we can talk about. Uh, we'll go through some of the uh, lo- the lower end of the raw uh, the standings here and talk about maybe some some valuable keepers and maybe some players that you guys should think about trading away and um, I think this will be valuable for maybe some of those uh, patty boys or some of us at the top here to to try to, to target some players and maybe uh, find out uh, some some values for for those guys lower down to secure in, in their roster for next year yeah uh, should we start by uh... well let's just start at the bottom let's look at uh, get slapped on the lawn yeah okay but i want to uh should we go over the keeper values and everything and all that oh yeah other? let's go over that brain brain yeah. go over that so you get to keep four players plus a rookie uh so if you drafted okay so how it works it's a plus one uh of the original draft position so say you drafted actually i'm just looking at that's a good keeper too but i'm just looking at tristan jari from e-money he was drafted in the 13th round uh last year or this last draft that we had he will now be a 12th round pick um in the upcoming draft if you wanted to keep him uh rookies if say maury cider was drafted in the 18th round he'll be an 18th round pick so they don't rookies don't move up for one year uh until their sophomore season um but yeah so that's basically how it goes uh you keep four Plus a rookie if you want. You don't have to keep a rookie because not everyone's got a rookie. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, I think the for me, the best way, I'll, I'll tell you guys this, how how I kind of decided on my keepers. My keepers are all pretty much sad. There's a couple of guys I'm trying to decide between. Um, basically, if you're in your app and you go to the uh, league tab where all the standings are, and at the very top, I don't know if it's like the, if it's the same thing on on yeah, iPhone. Yeah, it is. Um, at the top, um, it says draft. So if you click the draft, that little button, that round circle, um, it'll take you to your team and your draft results. So when you look there, you'll see all the players that you, um, well, you drafted. They're the players that you drafted at the start. If that player is still on your team, then you can basically look at where they're drafted and move that spot up one. And that's going to be the cost unless they're a rookie. So that's the easiest way to take a look. And then if you have a player that's not on your team um, and you didn't trade for them, then they are, they will be a 10th round pick. Yeah. All undrafted or drop players are 10th round. Unless it's a player that was say drafted in the first round and then dropped. I think it's, I think we've done the first six rounds where it's a player that was dropped in the first six rounds and then dropped they still retain their original value but other than that players that were dropped or players that were undrafted are 10th round picks to keep and the reason and if you and if you have say you want to keep two 10th round guys and you only have one 10th round pick you gotta pick like one to be dropped kept with the ninth round one with the 10th kind of thing as well so th- throw that in there yeah and make sure you have the pick at like i'm not pick like a guy that you want to keep like i don't say you want to okay. keep a guy with the 14th round or something like that make sure you have a 14th round pick or else it's going to you know bump up to a 13th uh, to the next whatever pick you have um yeah 
this is the time to make stuff happen because we Yahoo doesn't allow pre-draft trades for some reason or off-season trades, which is kind of annoying. I mean, I guess technically we could go in and do it manually, but that's a lot of work in well, and of itself. You can't include pick trading, I don't think. I don't even think we can. I think you can. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, we could do it, but it's just a pain in the ass. Like it's It is a lot of fucking work. Pain in the ass, but this is your time now to trade. Make shit happen. To, 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 to look at your keepers. Um, and if if you guys need help, like uh, knowing your keepers, we will make a list for you on requ- upon request. Like I already had to do that for Larry Love. I sent him his list. He looked at it, decided his whole team was pretty much shitty and probably only going to keep one guy. But, Yeah. But that's our little keeper, little uh, little tip thing that we got. Um, I think the first team I want to look at just quickly and some good keepers that I found on eMoney's team or that we found on eMoney's team. Um, also, like, a good trade targets as well we're going to talk about as we're doing this. Uh, first guy I want to bring up is Boone Jenner. Obviously, I don't know if eMoney is shopping him. He should be shopping him. Or if he's going to keep him, uh, keep him. But if he's not totally his keeper uh, you should probably trade if you're not actually going to keep any of these guys uh you should shop them right uh, i think he already has tried to shop boom jenner yeah and uh, he, yeah he's a 10th round keeper too so that's that's pretty good uh, and we're talking about boom jenner because he is ranked 21st in the league in fantasy points this year which is obviously that's huge i mean if i know we're talking about like if you're uh you're a contender maybe this is a guy that you look at as well like try to trade for because he doesn't have any name value attached to him which like you know you kind of like off oh, boone f and jenner or whatever but i mean he has produced all season and uh maybe it's an under the radar ad i think e-money has wanted a lot for boone jenner but maybe the price comes down a bit where it's i mean i honestly in the past couple of days i've started to think about boone jenner throw a little little rumor on the fire there yeah but yeah yeah been, well, a, good, been, been a good player all year about boone jenner hey eh? boone jenner like when you go to bed at night you're just thinking about him that is exactly uh, what happens i think about like <laughs> burger boys gay boy. <laughs> gay. um yeah so i just saw boone jenner just a quick little tidbit for e-money um he's one of those guys that you're definitely He's, he could trade him or he could keep him. He's obviously got a lot of value. It depends on how you view him. Um, I, I, I feel like you're the type of person that has uh, some pretty strong opinions about certain players on your roster. So if your keeper, if your keepers are already set and he's not one of those, 100%, you have to trade him. Um, but I will say, Boone Jenner, he's ranked 21st overall and he's only a 10th round keeper. That's worth a, a consideration for building a roster for next year. So, but how confident are you that Boone Jenner is this good next year? Yeah, I'm not, but it's I'm more unwilling to risk my tenth round pick on on him being as. Or good. if you're, or if you're in e money's position, would you rather try and capitalize on the season and trade Boone Jenner out? That's the question. Yeah, but like but, you said, his values. He's, his value is high, but it's it's he doesn't have that. He's not going to get a first. He's probably not going to get a second. He might may, not even get a third. I don't think he'll get a third. And 
at that point, I'm like, I just don't think it's worth trading away personally. If it was, if it was my team, but um, I don't know, it's something to think about guys. Like if you're listening to this, and if, like, if I, if I was four and 14 and I had Boone Jenner, I'd be looking to capitalize on whatever value he has based on this year. I don't that's, know, just, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, Obviously you guys might feel different. E-Money might feel different, but uh, you know, we're, we're doing this where we're kind of giving our opinions on these selling teams. And that's my opinion on the situation. So let's just, uh, when we go through these players, uh, obviously we spent a little bit longer time on Boone Jenner, but uh, we'll be going through these players quickly. We'll, we'll say uh, capitalize uh, slash trade, keep, keep trade, keep, keep, yeah, keep, keep trade. trade, keep trade. And we'll both, We'll all put in our three of us will put in our two cents. So yeah. I'm gonna fuck say Mar- fuck Mary Kill. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say keep Boone Jenner. I'm gonna say keep Boone Jenner. I'm gonna say sell. Um, and I just uh just for 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 anyone that's uh listening and you don't really care about E Money's team or the players that he has, um it might not be directly correlating to your team, but keep these thoughts in mind, keep these like these the like our, our mental processes. We're going through our personal mental processes of these players. Keep that in mind when you're looking at traders players to keep or trade. Okay, next player. I mean, you, everybody wants longer podcasts. Longer podcasts are gonna involve us talking about Boone Jenner for a couple minutes at a time. Fucking oh, we till we get to Jordan Binnington. <laughs> we love Jordan Binnington. It's a it's a pro Jordan yeah. Bennington yes. podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. he'd come on the show. <laughs> okay. Next guy, Sam Bennett. Um, Beauty. Okay. Uh, keep, tr- keep or trade? Keep. No, sorry. Trade. Trade. Well, oh, sorry. Trade, sorry. Trade. Before we do that, I got to say this. His, his value here first. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> sorry. His keeper value is uh, he was drafted in the seventh round. So he's a sixth round keeper next year. Keep, trade. What do you do? But also throw in he's ranked 60th right now. Yeah, so he's currently ranked 60th. He's going to be keep it. He's going to be worth a sixth round pick. I say trade because at that point, um, that sixth round keeper value isn't terrible uh, for for a certain team. Some teams might look at that as something that they might want to do. So that adds to the value a little bit. Um, so yeah, I say trade. Uh, I say trade as well. I'm going uh, keep. Sam Bennett's a young player. He's on a juggernaut, a team that's going to be very good for the next few years. I think this is a player, you know, you I think is worth sticking around. Obviously, see what you can get. If you don't get what you want, keep. I So I'm going to go with keep. I think he's a – because we talked about, uh, you know, the last player where, where it's like, is he going to replicate the Sam Bennett? I think he has a better chance of replicating what he's doing. And like, you know, former fourth overall pick, he's found his stride in Florida and Florida, a very good team that looks like they're going to be a very good team for the foreseeable future. I think this is a player worth keeping around. Right on. Okay. Next player I got is uh, Rasmus uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, He's ranked 163. He was drafted in the 10th round uh, and he will be a ninth round keeper. Um, he's a nice, nice job butchering his name, by the way. It's not I know. Rasmus Dahlin, it's Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, anyways, he's Swedish. Rasmus Ballin. He's uh he's one of those players that uh us as hockey fans have been wanting to jump out and 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 uh take the next level. He was supposed to be a Victor Hedman type player. I think he still has the potential. Uh at a ninth round keeper, I think he would be going in the draft at around ninth, maybe a little bit earlier next year. Um but he at 163 for a defenseman is not bad. And I'm I'm gonna say keep if if you review your team and he's he's your last guy, like that you're undecided about, like and you can fit him in your keeper, I'd keep him. And but a great trade trip chip too. Like uh E-Money's got lots of good trade chips here. Uh I'm gonna go keep as well. Yeah, a young player with a lot of upside. I know Buffalo, it's not it's not a sexy team to have players on, but defensemen develop slower than forwards. And, you know, Rasmus Dahlin has continued to develop. I think he continues to develop even more as the years come on. If you, uh, you, you know, get, get your hands on a guy who could become an elite defenseman like this, I think, I think this is a guy you look at keeping. I don't think this is someone you sell. And I, on that note, I will say sell. I believe that Dahlin is a, he's a good player. Um, he's ranked 163, which is admirable. It's not super great. Um, the thing that I think about, like this is, and, and it's worked in the past. It hasn't worked in the past. My personal opinion on defensemen in this like 150 to 200 range is that you can find that value a lot later in the draft. So why keep a guy in the ninth if you can get that same value? He's not, doesn't have that hope that that nice you know stud d-man name um but you know why why sacrifice that uh ninth round pick when you can maybe get something like that in the the 12th and 13th 14th range so. thing is there's still the potential for rasmus dahlin to to jump into say the top 100 yeah like a defense with the potential to jump into the top 100 like that like you know if you if you get a if you get a top 100 defenseman or a defenseman in the top 100 points i mean that's that's worth its weight in gold in this league. Well, so if, I, th- I think I'm willing to imagine two years take from the, now though keeping. I, do, I think you a seventh round pick. Yeah, but it could. So this is this is my comparison is um, Aaron Ekblad. Aaron Ekblad is the Rasmus Dahlin this year because Aaron Ekblad he was this guy that was super awesome, but he was always ranked in this range for like since we started the league. He's but been now one six. Look at look at Aaron Ekblad now. What's that? Look at Aaron Eckblad now. He's like yeah, 60. He drafted in the seventh. That's what I mean. Like you're that's two rounds ahead of where Dalene's you're keeping Dalene. Like to me, that's just not worth the, the keeper value, in okay. my opinion. But we Wait can on. move on yeah. to Dallin. Okay, now this one's Please. an interesting one that I got here. Uh Noah Dobson. Uh ranked 146. So he's actually ranked better than Dalene. Uh 18th round pick. Okay. He's a 17th round keeper. That is a keeper from from me. I'm not going to dive all like basically we just talked about uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Noah Dobson is actually doing better than Dahlin, and he's a much better keeper value uh, as he would probably be going a little bit behind Dahlin just because of his name value. But uh, in the in next year's draft, but yeah, this is this is a keep. I think this is an easy keep. This is an easy keep. I pointed this guy out to the boys earlier um, when I was kind of thinking that we should go through teams like this. Um, Noah Dobson, I don't know, E-Money, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Do not trade Noah Dobson. I just sent you an offer him. 
do not accept my trade because you got to keep a guy like this. Um, do not trade him away. This is the kind of guy. It's like, I mean, we're going to get into a layer. It's the same thing with Larry Love. Um, why don't we go to Larry Love's team next? Because oh. then we can transition to this guy. Noah Dobson drafted in the 18th round. He's going to cost you a 17th round pick. That is an obvious keep because you're not going to get a better player at that position. And so no, the guy that we're going to compare him to is Maurice Sider from uh, Larry Love, who plays. Do we right? Do we have anybody else on E-Money's team? At- no, I think, I think we spent enough time on. But he team. does. If he do, if he looks more at his roster, he can find these guys. Uh, there is a couple more, but uh, we've already gone through three three players, four players on his team. Yeah. So transitioning into Larry Love's roster, we have Maurice Sider, also drafted in the 18th round. Um, dude's a stud. Um, this is the guy that I, I tried trading for him earlier. In the ranked season. 82. He's ranked 82, drafted in the 18th round. He's a rookie, so he's only going to cost an 18th round pick. Um, I this is a guy that I was I, like when during the draft, I rounded the picks. It was the 16th round. I was like, Maury Sider is going to be my next pick, and then I didn't have any picks left. So good for you, Larry Love. You got this is a guy that you're going to have on your roster probably for the rest of your duration in this league um, until you get frustrated with losing all the time to us on the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, solid pick. Um, anything on this guy, guys, I feel no, like we're it's, all it's it's a given. Keep him. He, I already talked to him. He's, he's keeping him. Uh, now that we're, we're on the trade block right now, Larry Love has openly expressed. He wants everyone's up for grabs on his roster, except for Maurice Sider. So that's a keep. The other guy, one other guy on there, Love Blosser, that I, I actually I actually drafted originally. It's Jared McCann. He he's was drafted in the like I wouldn't keep this guy because it takes up a spot, but but for Larry Love, I would keep him because he's a 13th round pick, drafted in the 12th round, and he's very consistent. He's a 20 goal scorer. Uh, just for Larry Love to have another player on his roster that to keep that like just to have for next year, I would keep him, but uh, he's also a trade chip. So what do you guys think? Like, I, I think, uh, I think he's a, for a team that lacks um, some keeper. Value. Any team that lacks good players. Yeah. And this is something to think about. If you're at the bottom of the league, if you're a team that lacks good players, you got to look at guys like Jeremy Ken. You know, he's not a super good name. He's not, like, super great. He's not ranked super high. But he's Seattle's best player. But he is one of (laughs) Seattle's best players. And you're not going to be able to draft Jeremy Cannon in the 12th round again next year. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I don't think think he carries that much name value. He does. Looking on the rest of his team, yeah, I'd probably keep Jeremy Cannon. But if I was Larry Love, in addition to trading for draft picks, I would, if I was him, I would also be looking for players – like keeper players to trade for as well, just to kind of set himself up for next year. Cause that's, we can talk about adding draft picks, but having good keepers is the way to make yourself better in this league. Like it helps, it helps so much having good keepers. So, so uh, some trade, uh, some trade guys to target on his team, not much, but uh, one guy I'm looking at is uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, that's a guy, he, he's not a good keeper value at all, but he's a guy that to take as a rental. Um, if you're a good team, middle of the pack, you want to make a move. Um, 
But anyways, other than that, I mean, Tony's he's ranked, six, he's ranked 69th because net subs. So like, he gotta go for him. Yeah, and someone has to go for it yeah. right now. Yeah, Basically. I might send it off. I actually I can't send an offer excited him last year and he pissed me off. But um, anyways, uh, that's Larry Love's team. He's got a couple other players. Obviously, it, yeah. Um, we don't want to go through Sam's team too much either because we broke down. We spent yeah, we a did. So breaking down his team. But uh, let's go to oh, Express now. Say on Sam, just because we brought him up, sell the house for Victor Hedman or like trade Victor Hedman, like get something for him. You'll get Victor, literally, Hedman, you, you'll get literally whatever you want for Victor Hedman. I think if Victor Hedman's on his roster at the end of the year, I he think fucked up a mismanagement of assets. Let's put it that way. Man, okay, I was just looking at like, uh, dang it. I was looking at this one player, uh, Rupe Hintz. Uh, obviously, he's a 10th-round keeper, uh, ranked 68th overall. I've, I've originally, he would have been a 15th-round keeper if Mako Lantern didn't drop him. Um, he's that I, I didn't mean to bring him up because I thought he was a 15th-round keeper. Well, I think it's still worth talking about because Hintz is he's going to be a 10th-round keeper. Hint is still a kind of a steal for him based on what he does. Exactly. Um, the real steal on his team, though, is Timo Meyer, and he knows it. I've yeah. tried trading for him. He knows it. So you um, keep him. You keep him. He's, keep. He's, he's one of those guys, again, he's going to be on your roster for a long time because he's a 10th round and he's young. Like he's like 24. Or And, and the other thing is, there's rumors of him going to Boston. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nuts. Would he get the ice time though if he was in Boston? Yeah, you would. Say. You would. Because he would. actually, Boston. Uh, he contrary, contrary, contrary to popular belief, Boston is is does lack depth. No, everybody knows they lack depth, but like those uh, the big three there in Boston, they eat up a lot of ice time. So it's yeah. I mean, uh, they tried it with like guys already in Boston. It's. But it's the same thing. Like, he, you know, Meyer's playing on the top line in San Jose. He'll be playing on the second line. He's not going to get the attention of the, the top defensive players. I mean, but he, he isn't, he isn't going to get power play one time either in Boston. Oh, he's going to get power if play. He Actually, he probably will. He'll probably be on the point. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. We, we, we all said keep to Meyer, but Rupe Hintz, did we? I say, I say uh, trade him. Yeah, I say trade as well. I, yeah, unless you get a second 10th round pick if you get a second 10th round pick then keep both of these guys but if you if you don't then i say uh yeah actually let's do it this way which one would you rather keep for next year Meyer. Rupe Hintz or Meyer, Meyer. Okay, I, I was gonna go Meyer as well okay Mike okay. Myers for sure <laughs> okay next next guy is Thomas Chabot um I'm just bringing him up because he I think he was one of his keepers uh, he's a sixth round keeper, so fifth round next year. I'm not going to keep him, but he's a trade chip, uh, and it shouldn't cost you too too much to trade for him, um, because he is only ranked 141. But I wouldn't keep him. No, I think fifth is a little rich for Thomas Shipbot next year, but I mean he's still a good defenseman. I think every playoff team could use a good defenseman, so. If Gator goes in the direction of selling his team, which I, who knows if he does or not, I think Thomas Shabbat should fetch fetch him something at the very least. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Shabbat is, I, I've had him on my team. He was a keeper for me after uh, the first year. Um, and like, he's a good, he's a good player. Ever since Carlson left, he was a good player. He kind of, he kind of had a dip last year. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely trade bait for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and keep, I'm not going to keep Shabbat. Um, He's ranked at the same spot as Darlene and those guys, which we say is going to be a, um, yeah, he's going to, he's going to go below, I think his round, uh, his keeper round, which is the fifth round. Um, so that is this next guy that we're going to talk about here is Philip Deneau, uh, ranked 84. He was drafted in the 16th round, 15th round keeper. Uh, that was a wicked pick by West Coast Express. Uh, beauty yeah that's a great pick yeah and that's one of those things like centers centers have some funky values to them but this is one of those guys that like you got to keep him because he's an 84th you know he's a surprise he's a surprise he might not turn out next year like he's one of those guys that gets on the fence um but you got to keep him you got to take that chance because it's worth that draft pick so yeah i think next year he gets drafted before then like Philip Deneau, like I know, you know, he's kind of, you know, a defensive center. He's still going to be, you know, winning face-offs and hitting and stuff like that and putting up a decent amount of points. And those add up pretty quickly into a solid player. So, yeah, you got to keep him, I think. He's definitely worth the keep. Yeah, and then one of those guys that I think he's got to look at trading, unless he's an absolute Toronto fan, which I don't think he is, is Morgan Riley. Um, I know he was a keeper last year. For him but you know he's one of those guys like he's he's to me he's in uh he's not quite but he's in headman territory he's not worth the third round pick. he's not worth the third round pick and you're gonna get a good decent draft pick for him so. 103 yeah he's he's worth quite a bit i think i think an elite defenseman on an elite team yeah. i think if you decide to trade him i think you should be able to get quite a bit i think and like, uh, like i was saying defenseman if you have a good defenseman and you're selling like Mark, shop that defenseman because I know it. Every single one of us needs a defenseman. Well, like this, I'm I'm gonna get you guys. Don't have to reveal yours, um, your strategies, but I I'll reveal my strategy on defenseman for for the whole podcast here. Is, um, I mean, if you look go and look at my defenseman, I don't have any decent ones besides Eckblad, who I traded for, um, gave up a decent amount to get him. Um, I just don't think. To win the league, D-men don't carry the same weight as regular players. But to separate what? yourself from the pack, if you have four stud D-men and you have the same, like, good players at, for forwards, like, you're going to separate yourself. But I don't know. For me, the value of a, of a D-man is it's a little bit lower than, than it is the rest of the, rest of the players. But at the same time, you can start four D-men. So, like, there's four roster spots, four D-men, plus whatever you have on your bench. Like, you know, six forwards, four defensemen. I mean, defensemen play a big role, I think. And to have good ones, I think, really sets you apart. I think, you know, going back to last year, I think the thing that set me and Brandon apart or me and Ajo apart was that he had better defensemen than I did. I was able to match him up front. I was able to match him between the pipes. I think I had better goalies, but his defenseman put up a lot more points than mine, and I think that was a big difference. So I think getting 
just because you can start you can start so many defensemen or you kind of have to or whatever being able to have those guys there putting up those putting up you know forward numbers from the defensive slot is a big difference maker in this league and one advice i do have for west coast express he's got quinn hughes and brock besser yeah you're a vancouver fan i'm a vancouver fan i love the guys but the where he drafted them, Brock Besser in a fifth round and Quinn Hughes in a third round, they're not fantasy studs. Don't keep them. Don't those aren't keepers. You can drop them next year at the same spot. No, at worse spots, I think actually. Quinn Hughes will probably go high. So. Quinn Hughes is not a, a, a sexy rank though. Like, no, but that's the thing. Like Quinn Hughes is always he's he's never been a good fantasy uh d he's never been he's never put up fantasy points but he's one of those guys that he's talked about in the league he's an offensive defenseman he he scores a lot of points he doesn't shoot the puck he scores a lot of points but he doesn't score a lot of fantasy points so um he's one of those guys that he's always going to be overvalued in my opinion but especially uh, in our league because we have quite a few vancouver fans like somebody's gonna see somebody's gonna see quinn hughes and they want fucking Queen Hughes, and then they fucking draft him. Love, love, love the players, love them, but uh, just next year, don't uh, don't rank them higher, don't reach in the draft. So, Gator, I think we've made it pretty obvious that you need to sell your team. Um, so sell your team, trade trade us some players, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Um, I don't know if we really need to spend much time on any other people because. Yeah. We got Getzlaff on my lawn, and we got. I don't know if we need to. Well, Getzlaff, uh, yeah, let's click on Getzlaff on my lawn. Getzlaff my lawn. You he's can't got, contact he's got some him. decent. He's got some mm. decent players. Um, just as far as Getzlaff my lawn, I don't think he listens to the podcast. But, um, if you are listening, trade some like trade Braden Point. You got to trade. Um, uh, trade all trade all your players. Trade trade all your good players because I don't think. I, I kind of scouted his team a little bit. He doesn't have a lot of keeper value. So um, I think no. Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson's decent. 13th round keeper, decent, ranks 137. But yeah, decent, but I don't know. I, I'm not excited about keeping Victor Arvidsson. No. I think he, I think he has some players worth trading. Like the only, you one, get, you, the only you, one that I would consider keeping and is might surprise you is actually Josh Norris. Because he's been a little bit of a surprise for the Senators. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at center. He's not a super good rank, but oh, yeah. he's, 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 he's going to cost yeah. you a 14th round yeah, pick. That's, yeah, that's a good one. That would be the only one I would think about 100% keeping. And I think at this point, he, like, you got to consider keeping Malkin at, at in the second round, too. So um, Malkin and a- Or even Vasilevsky. Like, Malkin with a third. If he if he does for whatever reason falls out of the top like four or five picks, I don't think it'll happen. But if he does, then he's got to consider keeping keep, Gasolasky. Yeah, because he is the best goalie. Yeah. Yeah, I would if I was him, I would be trading Vasilevsky. Oh, you could get you could get but get like you get a lot for Vasilevsky. Like, go go and trade him. So everybody needs goalies as well. You know, we always see anybody have a goalie they want to trade. If you're gets off my lawn, just yeah. shot Basil- yeah. shot Basilevsky and get a ransom for him. Hmm? Yeah. If, if Bennington could command an eighth round pick, Basilevsky can command a first or a second, third. If Bennington's worth an eighth, Vasilevsky's worth two first round picks. Okay. 
So transitioning into uh, the trade, we had two trades happen last week. Um, obviously, we're talking about Jordan Bennington again. He's big, back. Big friend of the podcast. Yeah, big friend of the podcast. He's back on our trade block, our trade uh, trade segment. Uh, he, finally, he made it back finally again. Uh, he got uh, – so Larry Love traded Jordan Bennington, who he just picked up um, off the free agency, and then basically a week later – Traded him along with a 12th round pick to uh, to um, uh, Sedin and Limbo for an eighth round pick. Picked him off off waivers, which is a little bit different than free agency, but that, oh, not that much different. Waiver. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, anyways, so that was that trade. Uh, we basically, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Don't really know what Sedin and Limbo was doing here. Maybe Sedin and Limbo has been hurting for goalie, hurting for goalies a lot. So I think that's what he was doing. I, I again, when Myers Millions made the trade, I didn't think it was a very good idea. And again, I don't think it's a very good idea. Again, I mean, obviously, Sedin paid less, but I still, me, I'm not all that excited about it. I just, I just couldn't see a world where there'd be uh, assets moved for Bennington after again, again, twice. Yeah, like when I traded him, he still had value a little bit. Because he had, he was like ranked like sixty something when I traded him. But anyways, uh, moving along, the second trade that's Troy Terry and a seventeenth round pick from Yamar Yager to Marner's Millions for around eleven. Minor, minor round movement, um, but uh, Yager gets eleventh round pick. So, and Troy yeah. Terry, he started off hot, right, and then he's kind of dwindled. But. He has dwindled big time. I was kind of trying to get off him because at the start of the year, Troy Terry was just like, like shooting with an – like he wasn't shooting a lot, but he was scoring a lot. Like he had a ridiculous shooting percentage. And I was like, it's not going to continue. And I started to dwindle off. And I, when I put Troy Terry on the trade block a couple weeks ago, when Marners was on the show, I heard him say he wanted Troy Terry. So I just sent him this offer. He accepted. Hear that, I mean, boys? I, All you have to do is come on to the podcast and we'll trade the players that you want to you. All you have to do is give us picks. So, and, exactly. Well, yeah. you're, you're kind of joking about it, but it, it is kind of true. I said I was trading. Yeah. I said I was trading the player. Marner's Millions said he wanted the player. We made a trade. Marner's Millions. Marner's Millions came on. You traded with you, and right after the podcast, he and I made a trade. So it's uh, well, I, I traded like a month after. Right, 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 right. That was good of you. Uh, it's, again, he was kind of on the end of my roster. Still a good player, but on the end of my roster, and I value the, the roster flexibility more than I valued Troy Terry's contributions to my team. So he had to go. Yeah, I don't get a lot for him, but like I didn't, I didn't really want a lot for him. I just didn't want nothing for him. Yeah. Okay. All um, right. Moving into a ad read, ad lib, ad read. Have you guys ever been so bored when you're listening to a podcast that you hear a bunch of people just rambling on, and you're just like, "Well, fuck, these guys are just like just chatting. They're I don't even know what they're talking about anymore." Um, does it ever make you hungry? Have you ever thought about just maybe popping down to A&W, grabbing yourself a cheeseburger, 
And then we can listen to your podcast and listen to the soothe, soothing voices of Jaeger, Andre, and Braden just as you eat your bite into your juicy chicken. Amen. You hear that? Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. So next time, next time you're bored, listen to podcasts, just head over, head on over to your nearest Aaron W. You can find it on Google Maps. All you have to do is type in A and W and press the search button and you find an A and W near you. Go through there, go through the drive-through, sit down, put a headphones on, and just vibe out to the suit, sweet sound of voice of our voices. Amen. All right. Um did you guys have anyone like that you did want to put up on the trade block just heading into the trade deadline? I mean, we do this every time, but I I have a couple. First, I have from a uh, rotor tiller. Rotor tiller wants to trade Artemi Panarin. So, if you want Artemi Panarin, try and make an offer, make something happen. And then I have a couple of my own. I have uh, Matt Boldy and Anton Lundell. They're both rookies. They're both both going to cost you a tenth round to keep next year. They're both pretty good rookies. Anton Lundell's been a stud all year. Matt Boldy. He's only played like half the year, but he's been he's been like a point per game guy since he got called up. If you're looking for a rookie keeper, I know we've talked about this a couple of times. Hit your boy up. We'll make something happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I have I just have Lucas Cunning. Um he's been pretty good all year. He hits, shoots, whatever. I'm just looking for uh maybe just an add-in to a trade that uh, gets me a better player. Plus I give a pick kind of situation, but um, I mean, he's a 10th round keeper. I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably keep him, but um, also if you're a, a playoff team, maybe want to just exchange like a 14 for like a 16th or something. I don't really want to drop him, but um, I'm just looking ahead at things the next coming week when I get a couple of guys off the IR. Um, but that's it. So, so just for, for, for guys that are outside of the playoffs, the guys that these guys just mentioned. So um, Jaeger's guys are more for those guys that are sitting out of the playoffs or, or if you're on a team and you have the space and you need a rookie keeper, those are guys to target. As far as Kunin goes, he's a, he's ranked in the, he's 160, 160 something, 163rd, I think. And so that's a guy that if you're right on the bubble, what right on the playoff bubble, and you have a guy that's like 200 plus on your roster, send Brandon an offer, send him an offer where I'm most likely accepted. He, yeah, all you have to, you, he's probably going to, you just have to move down a, a one or two places in the draft and you'd be able to pick up a guy that can help your team. Um, and, and Artemi Panarin, I think what Rototiller is looking for is maybe a one for one or like uh like a trade that like it'd be with a playoff team um but a trade that would also benefit him i don't think he's looking for picks here like i'm not speaking for him but i would assume he's trying to better his team um but yeah but he's not I, gonna, like i tried to bark up the artemi panarin train and he was he was in a different universe so i kind of just stopped the i had the same negotiations thing. Oh really? Fun Paul's often in a different universe, so yeah, it kind of shows with this space, shitty space, trash space, talking. Space, space. Yeah, yeah. Space, 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 space. Stargazing. He's just sitting on the he's sitting on the hood of his truck, just staring at the stars, being like, 
Oh, Panera. what can I get for Panera? Space, space, space. space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that's uh, that's all we got for today. Talk and uh, keepers stuff. Also, guys, we are your tools. So contact us if you have any, any. Um, even we're not here to if, if undermine guys, you. If these guys try selling you their shitty players, or if I try selling you a shitty player, I'm trying to get a good deal. Fucking talk to the other guys. Like, ask, ask us. We'll all talk. I know we're all competing against each other, so those opinions might be skewed too. That's why, like, just like we're we're doing this podcast. We're 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 just here to like try to help. We want to make the league better. We're not trying to like take advantage of anyone except maybe like selfishly but i don't know it's like take advantage of you but uh if i could that's what i mean like like ask the other guys i'm not taking it and and same with keepers like if you have a question about a keeper like you're like hey what do you guys what do you think about this like i'm thinking about keeping this guy or you know like what did you mean by why should i keep this guy that you guys mentioned um you know that like ask that's that's what the podcast is here for that's what we're here for we want to make the league better so whether it's uh andre offering you a trade or if it's a a text message from the cra saying that you have to pay your balance and uh visa gift cards i mean like talk to us we'll uh help you for making a bad decision we're looking out for you Or, or or contact our friends at coral financing they'll get you through any bad financial moves that you uh you're about to make during your uh fantasy uh hockey uh yeah all you have to do is look uh the coral financing number up and ask the receptionist hey should i make this trade is it a good yeah they 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 also do uh fantasy hockey trades trade devices (laughs) (laughs) i definitely ask them about that All right, moving along into our week 20 matchups. Uh, Jaeger, you want to take this one away? Yeah, we got uh, me and uh, Sadine and Limbo here. A uh, couple of playoff teams going at it. And uh, I, don't know, I think I win this one. Third and six, that could be first round. It could be, yeah. Yeah, I had I had you winning this one uh, in, in last podcast, little uh, preview special thing that we did, little stretch run thing. So this is the first of uh, four straight losses proceeding in limbo, according to my projection uh, predictions. So I'm going to have to take you here, Jaeger. I honestly don't even remember if I try. I think I might have chosen Sedina. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I have no idea who I picked in a bunch <laughs> of matchups, and I might contradict myself like I'm right away. Gonna, I'm just going to forget about last week. I think, I think Jaeger takes it. Um, Sedin and Lumbo has been slipping a little bit. Um, and I don't think Bennington is enough. <laughs> Man, this podcast just keeps going back to Bennington. It's ridiculous. Bennington is non-factor. Sedin and Lumbo takes an L here. I think Jaeger gets it. I don't, you know what though? I'm not going to say it's an easy win though. It's not going to be easy. Uh, you got two competitive teams going at it. Um, and honestly, Sedine and Limbo is a good like we got trade deadline coming up. If Jaeger makes a big move, he hundred percent takes it. If Sedine and Limbo makes a bigger move, he has a good chance at taking it. So yeah. Um yeah, moving along, I guess, eh? Yeah. Got, uh, but yeah, 
Braden here and uh, West Coast Express Gator. Uh, this might be the uh, official uh, nail in the coffin for Gator. I, I don't see how he wins this one. I think he is the uh, definite underdog here. I mean, it is, uh, uh, I'd, I'd have to find the song 50 Cent Life on the Line. Like, that's where Gator's at right now. Like, you know what? That. Though he could, he could do something. No, we'll see. This is the week, though. If he does start making moves to, to better himself next year, it, it could. Uh, this is. Uh, if he doesn't, then maybe stays competitive. But um, I think I got this W here. I'm not going to say it's in the bag, but it's pretty much in the bag. Pretend I had this right away. Fuck, where does he say life on the line? Probably doesn't say life on the line. Damn it. Okay, cut that out then. <laughs> okay, no. I can't, remember, I can't remember where he says it, but it's true. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Okay. I tried to make I'm going to embarrass West Coast Express, but uh, let's move along here. We got Aho Let's Go versus Dirty Dancers. Uh, this one, uh, I mean, you can see an upset maybe here. Who knows? Love to see it. Love to see it. Hey, don't think it's gonna happen, but love to see it. Andre, this is your this is your time to make this because you're it's we're working with your reputation right now. This is this is the one where you put it all dirty dancers this week. Man, good. Let me see. Uh, um no, I got another match. I got another upset that I'll put it on. I won't put it on this one because this one, this one's too hard of a one to make it on. But I will say that if Dirty Dancers, you know, he's he puts on never, so he he can he can definitely do it. Would you put a burger on it? Would you put your bounty on that? If Dirty Gator, no, no, burger man, <laughs> come for that burger, Gator. <laughs> you're, you're in Vernon right now. You should go find him and get I that should burger. Find yeah, him. I should find him. Who the fuck is he? Uh, no, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show up at his wedding and then he's gonna like they're gonna come to like does anyone have any objection? I'll be like, where's my fucking burger? <laughs> that is definitely the way you should do it. That would yeah. that would be a good way to do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, yeah. So Aho, I think we're all obviously Aho is hard to yeah. say no to, but uh, I'm gonna be the guy that says Dirty Dancers takes it. He is brain's reputation's yeah. on the line. No, it's not my it's not my time. Yeah, it's not your turn yet. It's not my turn yet. So I get we, we gotta do that next year where we where we all start doing it one game a week and see who lasts the longest. Ooh, yeah, 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 survivor. Yeah. We, we all survivor we, pool. And we take turns yeah. in which like the route like and you can't pick the same matchup. Yeah, no, we we all pick a matchup every week starting next year. Yeah, and you can't and pick who, the same team twice in a row. Yeah, so it's like yeah. Say I go first, like the first week I go first. You got if if it's the matchup you guys thought I was gonna take, then boom. But it can't be an easy. No, no, we we all pick. We can't pick the same team. We all pick one one a week and see who lasts the longest. Yeah. Survivor pool. Fuck, let's do it. And oh, stay tuned. Let's do, we'll do it at the end of this. We'll we'll, we'll each pick a round. I'll pick one after this. It's a little late. Oh. No, we'll start it next year. Okay, starting next week. Anyways, moving into the next matchup, we got Bows and Hoes versus Connor's cool team. 
Um, anyways, moving into the next matchup, we have. No, Kessel. no, you can touch on uh, the bows and hoes or whatever. Uh, my touch on it is that uh, bows and hoes is gonna win. Yeah, I think Andre is gonna win this one. I mean, if we okay. don't really need to touch it. <laughs> we don't really need to touch on this I, next matchup all, either. All I had to do was I had to load. I had to make sure I had <laughs> oh, this yeah. loaded up. That's why I was stalling for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for the next matchup. Yeah, this is this matchup. That's, yeah. okay. I, 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 that's why I was stalling. I was stalling. Oh, I thought like, no, you were touch on this because you know I was trying to get the. Well, that yeah, is oh, no, there, there, there's an actual projection on this one. Yeah. yeah there's actually some implications on this next next matchup, there, though. There, 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 this, is this is the cool. battle for the first overall uh, or uh, best odds for the first overall pick next year. We yeah. got Gets Off My Lawn and uh, Sam's Extraordinary Team. Projections have gets off right now. I think he has his lineup started for this week. Yeah, and you know what? He's a prideful guy. I think he's got some pride in this game. He doesn't want to be that last spot. So, um, which is like, it's always, you got to respect pride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we'll go gets off. I think. I think so. I mean, he's already set his lineup, and I don't think Sam will at any point. So, actually, I think Sam did last week. He had quite a bit of points, but who knows? Um, Anyways. Moving along. Uh, kind of another shitty matchup. Yeah. This isn't the pigeon matchup of the week like the last one, but it's still. It's close. It's got implications. Like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. Well, it's McIlander and Larry Love, for those who haven't figured it out yet. Like, sure, there's implications. McIlander needs a win to kind of stay alive. But, I mean, we already know he's going to win. I mean, it's yeah. a question of how few points Larry Love puts up this yeah. week. Is, is Does Larry he... Love going to That's the question. Is, is Larry Love going to put – 120? Lose his – yeah. Is he going to break his record? Is he going to keep – Is he going to Is he going to break 100 this week? Yeah. It'll be we'll, huge. We'll see. Stay tuned, boys. Stay uh, tuned. That one's coming next podcast at you. We'll have the Will Larry Love break 100 points? <laughs> Okay. All right, let's let's yeah, let's go into the next matchup. This one is actually like, guys, this this is, of interest. Ricky, reputation of the week matchup of the oh, week. Shit, we got pickle peppers versus rototiller, and I'm taking pepper. What? That's right, two in a row. I my reputation on pepper. Two in a row on pepper. Take rototiller down. You're gonna take that trucker down. You guys been track talking in in the uh, in the chat, which is good to see. Pickle Pepper, you can take it. Yeah, um, this is uh, this is the best one. This is the one we keep our eye on for sure yeah, all, all week long. This, this as is the we matchup did, of the week, I think. Just as we did with Pickle Peppers and Mars Millions matchup last week, this is the, the this is the matchup here. This is um, this will be awesome. And I, I hope to see some good trash talking coming out of this one too. Uh, obviously, it's mostly rototiller trash talking so far, but uh, pickle peppers did chime in there. I seen that. Yeah, one this will be this will be a good one. I'm gonna take rototiller. I mean, he's on a bit of a roll right now, so it's tough to when a guy's on a roll, it's tough yeah, to so go against him until he's. So is Pepper. But like, Darce is like he like he scored the most points last week, and he's pretty up there like the couple weeks before like he's he's on a big time roll i think it's tough to go against him until he loses i'm gonna take 
Oshkosh this week. Sounds yeah. like you're just trying to win the favor. Sounds yeah. like you got a trade you're trying to make with Rototeller. Maybe for Panarin that you really want to No, make. I've already barked up that tree and it doesn't work. So it's. Yeah. Stingy. Stingy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm hoping Pickle Peppers, uh, man, he, I'm hoping he does this. I'm, I, I probably picked Rototiller in our predictions, but I'm kind of with Andre here. I kind of I want to see this uh, upset here. Yeah, like I want to see Darce lose this week, but like the the like the picker or whatever in me kind of see, has to take Road Tiller as the favorite here in this week. Oh yeah, no, you're definitely it's it's I would set the odds at minus uh, one eighty Road Tiller, and then plus plus two twenty pickled peppers for the win. Sure. Yeah, so I just gonna I'm gonna like uh, go back another matchup here. Mac Lantern's probably going to take it against Larry Love. So he's going to move to um, 11 and 9. And Pickle Peppers is at 12 and 12 and 7. Marner's Millions is at 11 and 8. So if Pickle Peppers loses this to Rototiller, he's going to be back in a tie with Marner's Millions, who has the easy matchup in our next matchup. He has our e- the easy matchup against E-Money. Um, so just in, in regards to the playoff picture, McElhinney still has a chance because he, it's kind of like a, if no matter what, he's only going to be a game back. Yeah. Um, I still, because Marner Millions is going to take it, McElhinney is going to take it. But if Pickle Peppers loses this, he's going to go back and do a tie with Marner's Millions. Yeah. yeah well, it should be exciting to see how those last couple spots plays out. And obviously, uh, Marner's Millions, E Money, I think Marner's Millions wins. E-Money is uh, someone I think, you know, we talked about selling. will continue to make his team worse throughout the week by trading away his good players. So I think this is an easy dub for Murder's Millions. You betcha. All right. Um, yeah, that's the matchups. Uh, we talked about them, and we analyzed them, and that's it. So let's move along to the next segment here. Just talking from around the league. Okay, trash talking from around the league. Obviously, you've seen some in the uh, chat there. Um, I got one in from Jansen. Uh, Jensen says, to Jaeger, did you know there were over 300 types of pigeons to ever exist? Yeah, ones including the dodo bird. Yes, uh, in brackets, yes, they are considered a species of pigeon. Uh and like the dodo bird, your fantasy team are a bunch of has-beens who will likely put you into extinction slash no-shows come playoffs. Yeah, sick chirps, you fucking nerd. <laughs> fucking fuck is that? Fuck off, Jane Goodall, you fucking retard. You're an absolute fucking squid. It's fucking over. All fuck you, Sidney. All Jaeger's rebuttal is just fucking... Fuck you. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. That's all it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading any fucking books. What, what a complete clown. <laughs> kind of got under your skin there. No, it's just, it's just fucking stupid. Like, you have to go to this big explanation with your big fancy book words. Go fuck yourself. Man, that's the entitled cult. of A&W you're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to head down to... Uh, McDonald's, Burger King, probably. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. No free ad. We're cutting nah. that out. Yeah, cut cut that out. I mean, the stakes are high. Okay. Um, I just want to read off something from the chat, too. Obviously, Rototillers. <sighs> hey, pickles, cucumbers make great fertilizer. Time to fire up the tiller, he says. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, then or dot, 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 then Rototiller. Spoil the party. This is the fun time of the year, dot, 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 unless your name is Pickles fucking Peppers. And then uh, Pickled Peppers, uh, a.k.a. Pepper, he says, laugh out loud, you, you just need to worry about having enough empty piss jugs because this is going to be a long haul. And then Rototiller says, ha, dot, 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 fucking love it, dot, dot, dot. Looks like Rototiller's got it, boys, dot, 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 better luck next year, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it sounds like maybe Paul mistook Pepper's trash talk for like a compliment. <laughs> or or like a helpful reminder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Double 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 yeah. check his piss jug, his piss jug collection. Yeah. Make, yeah. make sure I got enough. Don't forget your piss jugs. Obviously, Rototiller, he's all over the all over the map in the chat, the talk. Yeah, he was chirping Robin the other day, you know, friendly little banter back and forth. He's he's doing his thing. Uh, basically, it's every trash talk we talk about uh, Rototiller, but um, yeah, he's yeah. he's the only one who uses the chat for chirping. Like, dude, everybody else get in the mix a bit. Like, well, that's what I was gonna say. It's like if you're if. If for whatever reason you're listening to the podcast and you're not on the chat, get on the chat because there's some good shit in there. We don't yeah, put it on the podcast, so you gotta you gotta scroll up sometimes. But yeah, yeah, let her rip. Um, I guess I got a little trash talk for West Coast Express. I mean, this one's a good one that uh, uh, we've always said. Jaeger and I definitely always said to Gator, uh, he'd be six foot tall if he had a neck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> i mean i drink coffee fucking stronger than you gator uh you're fucking 10 ply i'm taking you out this week let's go uh you guys got anything nah pit facing connor he's a good guy <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> I, right. played, I played disc golf with him the other day that was good did you try disc golf works <laughs> Not about fantasy hockey, no. I should have. Yeah, you should have. You should have. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't bring it up because I, yeah. I, he's not involved enough, and I'm like, you know what? I think feel like the league would be better off if we had someone that was invested. So, <laughs> yeah. With Connor, I always, whenever I bring it up, he's like, oh yeah, I'll be totally invested next year, and then no, never happens. Um. Okay. Another thing, I I just I got from Rototiller. He sent me a sent us a suggestion, I guess, for next year. Less of a trash talk, more of a, maybe he's like trash talking himself. No, yeah, kind of like I don't know what it really it is, but uh, anyways, he really hates these empty netter goals. He's expressed that a lot, but I've kind of mentioned it before. An empty net goal is still a goal in an NHL statistic. I so mean, I, a, my, if we uh, make empty net goals not count then goals on Mike Smith shouldn't count either because yeah, exactly. that's basically the same thing. Man, we didn't chirp, we didn't chirp Jaeger about Edmonton losing to oh, Montreal. Yeah. That was embarrassing. <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I did it myself. Fucking Mike Smith. 
I don't know why they continue to play him. Yeah. Worst goalie in the league. Holy fuck, man. All right, okay, so uh, Rototiller's suggestion for us. Got a suggestion to beautify empty net goals. So far, my puke reflex kicks in every time an empty net uh, happens. Even last night when Pussy Panarin scored one. Let's call them burger points. Every empty net point is a burger for the opposing matchup. It's a point per burger. Tally it, tally it up at the end of the regular season. Might be the burger boys plus minus. Would love to hear you guys discuss this uh, next podcast. All right. I can't, I can't even follow it. This shit is so fucking stupid. Like- <laughs> Let me know. I, I get what he's talking about. He's saying – he's not saying change the stats. Like, obviously – You can't. You can't. An empty netter is a goal. It's still a goal. And he's, that's not what he's trying to say. What he's trying to say is keep track of the empty nets so that at the end of the year, it's kind of like the payback in burgers. So you keep track of whoever has the most empty nets. And they, I don't know. I don't know what the burger payout is. All I can say about this, Paul, Rototiller, Darcy, is if you want to keep track of those stats, go for it. Yeah, he could be. I fucking, I <laughs> fucking scouring every single game, looking for empty net goals. Yeah, I, as one of the commissioners, I am not fucking doing that. <laughs> but maybe we'll make this. Maybe they'll make this Darcy's thing next year. Yeah, yeah. you can go. Yeah, ahead. You, yeah you keep track of it, bud. Fly at it. <laughs> he seems like he already is. He probably is. Because when I look at my Yahoo the next day, it's a fucking goal on my my point <laughs> so so it seemed like he's going over every single goal that he's scoring against him <laughs> yeah he's trying to much. make sure they're not empty nets. yeah he's probably he probably does he said in the chat that he doesn't even watch the games so he's probably going at the end of the night watching all the highlights of every game that his players were in finds out the empty nets sees how they like he's probably analyzing them way different than he should be for fantasies like how where did this guy score the goal from like he's probably trying to get ahead of things on the fantasy front but uh all all i can say road teller is if you keep track of all these empty netters and keep statistics for all these players that are scoring empty netters use that in next year's draft and draft the players that are most likely to get empty netters definitely do that amen Waste all your time on that. Yeah, hundred percent. You're guaranteed to probably just do as good as you're doing now, probably even shittier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, it's been a good podcast, boys. Uh, um, has it been? Yeah, I don't know. Has it? <laughs> I feel like we were trying to like in the in the middle there. We got a little serious about everyone's teams and kind of like. I yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. It's late. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the bullshit time of I, podcast. I just kind of like, I just, I hope that people understand the keeper values a little bit more. And I think that's, if you, if you're listening to this now, you listen to the whole thing, you should have a better understanding of it. And I think that's, uh, that's important. And, I mean, if you if you've listened to this whole thing, you're probably stupider than you came than before you started listening. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You had to listen to us talk about Paul the whole time. Yeah, so. does he fucking know his own name? <laughs> He's got twenty names. Okay. 
Um, anyways, no, it was uh, one thing I was going to bring up actually today. I was on the a walk with Courtney, my fiance, and, and uh, we we're talking about uh, um, like cooking because we're doing burgers for our dinner, right? So shout out to burgers. Time <laughs> 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 burgers for, for his wedding. Yeah, we're doing, doing burgers so everyone else for our wedding dinner. Right? getting married. I'm getting married, and it's it's gonna be burgers for for dinner, right? So, and then we're talking about all oh, who's gonna be cooking them and shit. And then uh, I'm actually I, mean, I was gonna ask you, Jaeger, if you wanted to if you wanted to cook some burgers for the wedding. Oh fuck yeah. Okay, so then this that she actually suggested. I was like, oh, I kind of want to. I'll get some aprons for them, and like it'll say like Burger Boy on it. She's like, oh yeah, you should do like Burger Boy's sponsor, like for the for the for the wedding uh, cook. Like put it on the aprons, get some custom made aprons for the for the boys cooking the, uh, the burgers. So uh, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'll have to make up a logo and stuff and put it on the aprons. Yeah, use the Phil Collins logo for the. Oh podcast. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Now I got. I really got to go and make sure I actually get it booked off. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, you better have it booked off. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't even booked off Brandon's yet. Fuck. I tried, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And that's in like a month. Is that in a month? No. Oh yeah. Like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that far away. Not that far away at all. All right. Well, good talking to you guys um yeah i don't know about that (laughs) all right peace see you fucking idiots next week Bye. Bye. bye